0: Hey, my name is Jason Byler. I'm the pastor of Life Change Church. Thank you so much for checking out our podcasts. I believe that if you'll listen to them, uh, that you will be blessed. Mark 4 tells us that the Word of God uh, planted down inside of our hearts uh, can bring forth a rich, beautiful abundant harvest in our lives. This is my desire uh, for you. Uh, So as you listen to the Word, just receive it. Let it get down in your heart. Bring forth a harvest. Thank you so much again for listening. God bless you. That says on your own understanding. I mean, even know our understanding becomes our opinions. With all your heart, rely on Him to guide you. And He will lead you in every decision you make. Become intimate with Him, this is verse 6, and whatever you do, and He will lead you wherever you go. Wow. Think about that. Can I just read that one more time? If you've got your phone and you can do this stuff, I'm real high tech, you can tell. Trust in the Lord completely. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not rely on your own opinions. Do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to Him. In other words, with all your heart, rely on Him to guide you. And He will lead you in every decision you make. I love verse 6. Become intimate with Him. In whatever you do, that kind of gets me right there. Some things I'm going, God, I got this. You don't need to really worry. It's, It's easy, it's simple. But it says with everything you do, And He will lead you wherever you go. Father, I just pray right now in the name of Jesus that, Lord, wherever our trust is, if it's not in You 100% that today we'll we'll reevaluate our investments and our walk with You, our talk with You, our fellowship with You, the plans You have for us, that we will put them completely in Your hands to be led, to be guided, and to be hopeful in all that You're doing. And I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. So I want to talk to you about a deposit of trust and what are you putting your trust in. You know, the Bible talks about, the vow, it says that God gives us all a measure of faith. He gives us faith to apply to the things of life. But everywhere I read in the Bible, and here's some other scriptures, they're not going to be up here. You can write these down and they're way more than, there's more than what I've written down. But here's a couple. Psalm 16 and one says, Preserve me, O God, for in you, I put my trust. In other words, preserve me because I'm giving you my trust. Then Psalms 25 and 20. Keep my soul and deliver me. Let me not be ashamed for I put my trust in you. It's amazing how the psalmist keeps saying over and over, I put my trust in you. I'm taking something that is mine, that I've gained, that I've earned, that I have, and I'm giving it to you, Lord, because I could give it to other things. I could give my trust to something else to pre- try to preserve me, to try to keep me, to try to hold me, to try to help me. But the psalmist says, I'm giving it to you. I've never really thought about it like that. Maybe you already have. But I'm thinking, God, I've really got to give more to you than what I've been giving. Because I think a lot of people today are giving God some, but they're not giving God everything. I've got to be 100% in this or really not at all because I'm really not smart enough, intelligent enough, or slick enough to do things without God's help. I may try to sometimes, but I can't do it. And, and we all know 2020 already been crazy from COVID to the election. I mean, good gracious, what are we going to trust in? You know, if, you, if, if I'm waiting on that next uh, uh, round of uh, checks, to help get me through, I'm I'm bad shape because they, it ain't nothing about helping me and you. It's all about political gain on the left or the right or in the middle. But if they won't give it to me now, I'm going to deposit it. Don't get me wrong. Amen. <laughs> hey I ain't tearing that check up. <laughs> my, hey, my tax is paid for it. I'm going to get it back. I'm just being honest with you. Okay? But I can't trust in that to get me through. I can't go buy something on credit and say, when that check comes, then I will pay it off. Because we know that is very uncertain. But I'm going to trust in the one who says, in Him I live, I move and I have my being. I'm going to trust in the one who says that, hey... He knows my steps. He knows my heart. He sees every tear drop that falls from my eyes. And the Bible says in Psalms that he captures them in a bottle. He holds on to them. They're important. And the Psalmist says, where can I go that you're not there, Lord? Even if I make my bed in hell, Lord, you are there. That's the kind of trust I want. My government don't care where I lay my head. They just want my vote. But what my God does, if I lay my bed and make it in hell, He's going, I know you're there. And if you'll trust me, I'll get you out of it. Can I preach a little bit? Is that all right? Because I believe the trust has got to be something that the church has got to get to, to get where we need to be. So what are you trusting in? So I just have about three thoughts about trust I want to share with you today. And I want you to think about, put them in your repertoire and, and, and ask, am I depositing these things? And the first one is is, is, is keep your trust in the Lord even when your timing and God's timing doesn't line up. How many likes God to line up with you? Come on, let's be honest. How many likes to make a plan and say, God, now you come follow my plan? We all do. It's our human nature to do it. God did give us smarts. He gave us wisdom. He gave us common sense to to make decisions and to do things. But He also says, trust me in the plan. I believe it's Proverbs chapter 16 says, In a heart man makes a plans, but it's God who determines the steps. And sometimes we want to say, I've got a timing for which I want to see something, a prayer answered, an activity done, um, a movement happen or something take place and suddenly it doesn't happen that way. Someone said one time, God, God, uh, God's, uh, God's never late, but He'll always be on time. God's never early, He'll always be on time. I'll get it right here in a minute. And uh, I got to think about that. At God's time and in my time is not always G-hawing. It's not always working together. It's not always acting together. And, and sometimes when God's not answering in the timing I want Him to work in, uh, I can I can lose trust in Him. I, I'll say, I'm going to take a little withdrawal of that trust. You know, God, I put 80% in believing that you was going to show up Thursday at 3 o'clock to, to help me pay that bill I needed and you ain't showed up yet. You know? So I need to, I'm gonna pull 50% out and go to the quick credit, you know, down the street and give them the truck title and and pay it off next month. It don't happen. I've never done that. I'm just throwing something out here just to get the idea, and we'll do God the same way. Just think about it. Am I still gonna trust God when my timing of things and God's timing don't line up? Am I still going to believe that when it ain't working in the moment I want it to work, it's still working in the moment God's got plans so that He'll get the glory? And I'll get in the blessing. I mean, He wants to be blessed. I want God's blessing. I don't want His glory. Amen? When we're working with Water for Nations, we don't go to project sites and go and put up a big sign. Water for Nations has a right for all the community to see. Uh, Julie's been there, she knows, Greg's been there. Uh, they know we don't put up a big sign. When we leave that site, there is nothing that says anything about Water for Nations Nation's been there. There's no plaque, there's no nameplate, there's nothing that says Tammy and Mike has been there. All that's left there is hopefully a well that's producing water that that church, that Christian ministry is going to then use to minister to their community so God gets the glory and we get the blessing. But everything there doesn't work in our timing. And I can tell you, Kenya has a time that most of you would be crazy over. Now, it took me a while to get over it. Okay? You know, I'm kind of I do have road rage issues. Especially in the States, when somebody's in that left lane and I'm thinking, get over so I can get down the road. Anybody want to confess with me? We'll pray over that together. Thank you. Thank you for confession this morning. In Kenya, you can throw all that in the trash can. It ain't going to happen. They supposed to be two lanes. There'll be five lanes and everybody's trying to get there. The timing of things does not work out a way, and we've had to learn that things that didn't go in our timing, man, God had a bigger plan. Sometimes He was protecting us. You ever thought about that? Sometimes when you're late, God's protecting you. You ever thought about that? Sometimes it's God's plan of protection, and God knows the moment and the timing where it'll be. You'll get maximum return for your investment and what you're doing. And, I, and we've had to learn this timing thing. It is not easy. I cannot stand to be late for an appointment. I'd rather be five minutes early than five ten minutes late. But it doesn't work there. You go to a wedding. If we had had Austin and Jolie's wedding in Kenya, and we said it starts at 12, it would not have started to 1 or 1.30. It's customary. But we will show up at 12 o'clock, tell me now every time, knowing we're going to sit there another hour. <laughs> Yeah, I will show up. I'm sorry. She comes along. It's the thought of, I wonder if i go going to start on time today and I ain't there. I'm late. <laughs> but what I'm saying, what I want you to think about is, are you still trusting even when God's timing is yours? You know, I've been kind of reading back through the Old Testament, especially the book of Genesis and the story of Joseph. Just I've read it many times, but I still go back and go, how could he have been so trusting? when his brother sold him, threw him in a pit, got sold into slavery, and things started looking up for him. He was doing pretty good in Potiphar's house. He was number two in Potiphar's house. He had control of everything. And then Potiphar's wife started making a move on him, and he's going like, i got to get out of this. And he said, how can I sin against God and you? And she throws a big lie out there and and gets him thrown into a worser prison. Look, this one wasn't an air-conditioned prison with three meals a day and a comfortable bunk bed. This was a hole in the ground. How could he trust God? It's timing? Then the two head men in the king's throne shows up, the baker and the butler. And they there and they have dreams. And Joseph says, I can tell you the dreams. God who knows all things. And he tells the baker in three days, your head's going to be off and the birds are going to be eating it your flesh, and he tells the the butler, he says, in three days, you're going to be back in the presence of the king serving him wine again. He says, but remember me when you go before the king. And Joseph's probably thinking, I don't know, I'm just kind of filling in, thinking, man, God's got his plan. He's just put me in contact with one of the head men who knows one of the head men and the head man's going to make contact and let him know. Everybody ever felt like you had contact with the head man? And things are fixing to change on the job or in life. And you suddenly figured out the head man really don't care about you. <laughs> and it's two years later. And the king has a dream. Or Pharaoh has a dream. And no one can interpret. And finally the butler says, Aha! I remember this guy. What's his name? I'll guarantee you didn't forget his name. His name's Joseph. He interpreted, he told me this. And Pharaoh said, bring him. And if you read the rest of the account, Joseph told him about the dream and suddenly he went from the dungeon, as we'd say to the palace. But it was a timing. God's timing will always be right. Have you made it a deposit of trust to say, I will trust his time. And I like to read a little bit further on into that is when All of Joseph's brothers showed up and Joseph had the position, the place, and the power for full revenge. But he forgave them all. He said, what you intended was for evil, but God planned this for the good. How many times have we tried to shorten God's time and we let evil get in it when God should have said, God's time is better than mine? Just think about that. And we're learning that. Believe me, hey, this is some points here that I'm having to go back to pretty regular. And I get back to Kenya, believe me, they'll be even more regular than that. Because we want to be in Kenya. Tammy and I, we trust God's timing right now. Right now, we can't give you an exact date because after a phone call yesterday, we don't know if we're leaving the 1st of December or the 1st of January or when we're leaving based on some visa issues. We're still in a, God, what's your timing? Th- mean? We need to buy tickets, God. We need to go ahead and get them. while well, the price is right, God. I mean, if you know we can just tell God what He don't know. Duh. We don't know when it's going to happen. We're making our plans, but we've got to trust Him for the time. And then number two is, Keep your trust in the Lord even when things don't turn out the way you want it and the way you plan it. Now, it may kind of sound like the first one, but it ain't. Timing is waiting for something to happen. Something not happened the way you planned it is when you do it and it don't turn out the way you did it or you thought it would work. Has any of you men ever constructed something and when you got finished, you're going, that really ain't what I had in mind. I should have read the instructions. I mean, you know, that instruction something you throw in the trash and you've got four parts left. You're going, where does that go? <laughs> well, there's things that we plan that God's timing is in it. God's purpose is in it. Jesus is moving with it. Jesus is with you. But when it is over, you're going, wait a minute. That didn't work out the way I wanted it to wait a minute, that's not happening. Wait a minute, we didn't get water. You see, in 2019, we had a team from Tammy's mom's church and some that came from Florida. And uh, we drilled a well in an area and a little pastor, Pastor Augustine, little Kenyan guy, strikes me about here. And we went there to uh, drill them a well, a borehole. And all the funds were provided by a ministry called Designs for Hope. And we're there, and we're working. And I'm telling you, one of the one of the first wells we drilled that I had very, very little mechanical problems with the truck. Normally we'll have a, two or three breakdowns. When Julie and them was there, we had a breakdown. We even had to carry the truck back to Nairobi and bring it back. And I just told this crew, it's about the people. It's not about the project. And guess what I'm Struggling over the project instead of the people. And we had to carry the truck back. They didn't even get to see the water coming out of the well, but the well is there today providing water. But this is a different location. We're there. We're working. Everything's going good. We drill to the prescribed depth according to the hydrological report, not to bore you with all that, but where the geologist said we have no water. And he says drill another 30 meters That means we have to send a truck four hours one way to get more drilling rods and more surface or more casing. He comes back. Guess what? We drill another 30 meters, which is about 90 feet, 90 to 100 feet, and we're no water. And he says, Drill 30 more and you'll have it. But don't go past this, or you're going to drill into the geothermal system that is down there, and all you're going to have is steam coming out of the ground. We're in an area where there's volcanic activity. There's a lake there that the water is so hot that not much lives there, but the pink flamingos are everywhere. You can boil an egg in the water coming out of the ground at that lake. So this is how close we are. Guess what? We drilled the other 30 meters. We have reached a total of 845 feet deep. Guess what's happening? No water. This is after this team shows up one night On about the third or fourth night of us being close to finishing the well, they show up right after dark. It has been raining. We're on a dirt road. When I say a dirt road in Kenya, it ain't a dirt road like here, okay? It's holes there it has been raining they show up the bus is slipping and sliding they come pulling up there skidding up there and we're gonna we're gonna do a jericho march god's called us to do a jericho march around this well and man they walked around this well and they prayed and they worshiped and they declared and, and we all declared and and you know here's the jericho march has happened there's no water it's god god you know but here's what's happening the young guy and and uh, Jason and Joy knows him, Dylan Alvarez. Wesley Alvarez's son who had backslid and run away from God, told God I wouldn't, told his family, I'm not going to ever serve God again. I ain't interested. I'm going to live my life. He shows up with this. I'm trying to tell a lot in a short time, so I'm talking real fast. okay? (laughs) And he's there on this trip, but on that seventh trip, Dylan falls down on his face and he takes his cigarettes out and he says, I'm done with this he rededicates his life to the Lord and he's running around with kids. He almost passes out one day he's having so much fun because he's back in his calling again. See, God's doing things that ain't in my plan. Mm-hmm. Come on. And all this is happening but there ain't no water coming out of my hole. <laughs> Are y'all following me? It's almost, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm human enough to really sometimes want to take responsibility for what's God's purpose god's responsibility because i'm thinking these people are looking at me this ministry has invested money in me to get water here and there's no water coming out why are they going to think what kind of person i am i'm sorry my humanity gets in the way of god does yours and we've drilled and nothing's happened no water has come out And I have to look at this little pastor after the community's come out and celebrated and we've had a big day of praying and and tell him, Pastor Augustine, I'm sorry, but there's no water here and we can't go any deeper. And I love this little man. He says, oh, Michael, God is always in control. He says, now I have to go tell the village leaders and the people there is no water, but God will give me the grace for what to say. Thank you for your effort. And I said, Pastor Augustine, I've done everything humanly possible. We drilled the right method. It's not the drilling. It's just the water's not there. He said, I totally understand. So we pack up. Tammy and, and this and that crew has already left the day before. They want to do a little sightseeing before they had to return. and So I'm leaving going home with great disappointment that uh, they didn't get to see the water come out and there is no water. And so... Life is going on. Two or three months later, he calls me. I'm sitting in my office one Saturday studying. Pastor Ron Wooten, our our Continental Director, had asked me to preach that Sunday and I'm sitting there in my office and I'm studying and and I'm actually studying on peace in the storm. Because he had a series on peace. And uh get a phone call and I see it's Pastor Augustine. I'm answering. Hello, Pastor. Hello, Michael. How are you? I'm doing good. How's the family? So you've got to go through this list of green. How's the family? How's the dog? How's the cat? How's the da 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 It's customary. And uh, he finishes all those things in our small talk, and he said, I just want you to know. He said, I know you were so highly disappointed that there was no water as we were all. But he said, I want you to know. And he went into these words. He says, your team came, and oh, your team loved my people. Your women prayed over our women and shared with them some very detailed and intimate things that really encouraged their faith. He said, you love those kids. You fed them a meal every day. You told them about Jesus and y'all played and you, and you played and every day you showed so much love to my people. He said, so I want you to know my little church and, this, and he had a little metal building about as wide as this section here, about twice as long. And even the day we kind of had the service, it was full, but it wasn't running over. And he said, no, we have more people than we know what to do with. The building is full. They're sitting outside. He said, everyone in the community said, you know, they showed us love. This must be where God wants us to be. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. I'm going, you know, I'm sitting there (laughs) all You know, blubbered, Mr. Marty crying tears right down my face. Thinking, wow, God, your plan was way bigger than mine. God wanted to show us that he had the people without the water. And now we're, here's the good news. We're going back. we was supposed to went back last month. We had already scheduled to redrill October of this year. And due to all this, we're here. We didn't get it. We've picked a new location. Uh, the funds have been already re-raised. And we're going back. And I'm, I'm believing. I want you all to be praying with us as you think about it, that when we go this time, we're going to hit water. And it was amazing that God just showed us, you know, I'm still God. I've still got a plan. When your plan ain't working, it's really working. It's just working way bigger than you are thinking because I've got to be big enough that you're going to see who I am. And Dylan, his life is totally changed. He's in his church. He plays the drum. He plays the guitar. He's on the worship team. He has a passion for children. It's just amazing what God has done in his life. That's more than water. But the water is coming because they still need water to have clean water. So it just blew our minds. What I'm saying is, will you still keep your deposit of trust when the plan don't work out? The way you and I plan it. Can you hold on to it? Can you say, God, I don't know what you're doing. It looks like failure to me. How many of you know God is an expert at taking failures and turning them into uh, uh, successes? Turn them into things that were bigger. I, I didn't see it. I didn't see the people's change. I didn't see the people's heart. I just seen a dry hole. And thinking about, can I come back? It's amazing what God does. So just just think about that. And then the third point is keep your trust in the Lord, especially when you don't understand what's going on. Again, the first one talks about timing. The second one talks about when you do something. The other thing is when you just really do not understand what's happening. Everything's blowing up like what we're seeing right now with COVID-19. You know, I'm convinced that around January the 15th, 16th, 17th, or 18th, when the new president is inaugurated, suddenly that thing's going to go away. I'm being facetious. I'm being a little bit arrogant and and condescending and all those things, but I'm waiting to see. None of us understand. I don't even know if the world understands. People just try to take it and do what they can with it. Whether it has been planned by man or not, this is what I know. I'm going to trust in the Lord. I'm not going to be stupid, but I'm not going to be worried. I like what Pastor Jason said. I believe there comes a time when the church has got to say, we're not afraid of this thing. God's going to cover us. God's going to keep us. Let's mobilize. Let's get together. Let's get back to the kingdom business, loving people so that they can know the kingdom of God. If the churches don't have faith in the middle of this, then what hope does the world have? I don't understand it. I don't understand how it's upset so many things. I've said from the beginning, I'm not going to be fearful of it. I'm not going to just walk up to somebody that has it. I'm going to keep my distance and I don't. I respect if you want distance from me. That's okay, long as it's not Tammy. She's going to let me get closer than six feet. <laughs> I embarrassed her and I'll be in trouble for her. But I've got to trust Him. I've got to keep all of my trust in the things I don't understand. He says it in his word. Trust in the Lord with some of your heart. All oh, your heart, lean not on your own understanding, your own thought patterns. We've got to trust him. We gotta hold on to it. We've got to believe that. No matter if the world's falling apart, he's, he's, he's in control. I don't understand why I'm in the USA right now with, there's, with things to do. I don't understand when someone gets sick that when someone calls me that I pastored at one time and he says, Pastor, I've got stage 4 uh, colon cancer and he's only 47 years old. He's not even at the age to even start getting his test and he goes, I've got colon cancer and it's in my liver, but I'm trusting God. I don't understand that. I don't understand, but I can't question God or blame God for it. And he does, Jeff doesn't either, but we're praying together. We're agreeing together and we're holding on to God together. I can't understand when our bishop, who is one of the prayingest, and faithfulest men I've ever known in my life, Is dealing with something in his head. I don't understand it, but what I do understand is that I'm going to trust the Lord with him and pray with him and believe with him that his sight is going to return, his taste is going to return, and all those things. And I can't do anything to change it but to put 100% deposit that God is in control and that I am trusted. I've got to trust it. Or remove it. I'm really at a place where I've got to say, God, I've got to trust you all are done. Faith is the craziest thing in the world. Because it never makes sense in the natural. But it changes everything in the supernatural. And so with my faith... I've got to put 100% trust that God's going to get Tammy and I back. God's going to take care of my family while we're over there. I've got to trust with my bishop. I've got to trust with my friend Jeff. I've got to trust in these things that don't make sense. That I don't understand how they happen, when they happen. But I know I've got to trust that my God is in control. He is there. I'm so glad that I don't have to understand it. I just got to put my faith in the one who's in control of it. Because some people, if they can't understand it, it runs them crazy. But I've had to say, I'm going to trust Him. I'm going to trust Him. It sounds crazy to everybody else. But that old song, that spiritual song by Waylon Jennings, I might be crazy, but it keeps me from going insane. I mean, <laughs> that song. I'm being a little facetious with you. But yeah, I'm crazy. I'm crazy enough to trust God. Crazy enough to believe that He's in control. Crazy enough to believe that when it's all said and done, as He promised in His Word, the church is going to rise up and be with Him forevermore. I don't understand that, but I'm believing it. I'm trusting in it. But it keeps me from going insane over some things. Because I'm going to trust Him. I'm going to hold fast to Him. Could you imagine when King David, before he was ever king, stood up against a giant, and he looks at the man, and he's this humongous guy with everything, Helmet big as a five-gallon bucket, sword big as the hood of a car, and they're going. David, you going after him with that little old sling? David, yep, yep, sure am. Because the same God that helped me to take down the lion and the bears, the same God's going to help me take down this uncircumcised devil standing there. I don't understand how he's going to do it. I'm just going to do my part. I'm going to run to the battle, not run away. I'm not going to trust in your shield and, and, and Saul's armor. I'm not going to trust in a sword that I can't, don't know how to use. I'm going to trust in what I've learned to use. And I'm going to trust in the one who's going to guide what I use. And that's what we do with Waterford Nation. We've learned to use this rig, but we got to trust God. To, he's going to show us how to use it. And you have to, in whatever it is. And uh, Psalms 91, verses 1 and 2. Scott, if you will, put them up there. It says, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Not the mighty, one of the mighties. You know, David had some mighty men, but they weren't the Almighty. He said, under the shadow of the Almighty, I will say of the Lord three things. He's my refuge. He is my fortress. And He is my God. In whom I'm going to put my trust. He says, if I would dwell in that secret place where the Almighty is. You remember I read the Passion Translation. It said, become intimate with God in everything if I will dwell under His shadow, if I will rest in that place, I will say with confidence, He's my refuge. He's covering me. He's a place of refuge I can run to. He's my my fortress. He's my protector because He's my God. And I'm putting my trust in Him. That's my declaration. I'm going to trust Him. And because Tammy and I, we've made a deposit of trust in the Lord for the ministry called Water for Nations and and the work in Kenya for the length of time he has for us there. Uh, when we return, we've got four confirmed projects ready to go. We have four confirmed projects. That means funds have already been raised, funds are in place, uh, work is just, it's just lining up to be done. For us, that'll be at least five months of work to get materials to line up, permits and and things of that. So, so we've got these things lined up and we're already talking with some other people about some other projects. So confirmation on four other projects in the wing. Because why? We put in a deposit of trust and God says I'm going to put these things as you can handle them as they need to be. Tammy and I, we've made a deposit of trust in the Lord that we've drilled and, and assisted drilling over 15 wells in Kenya. Each well will serve from three to five hundred or more people. And if you just do that times five hundred, that's over seven thousand people are now getting fresh, clean drinking water. And many of them are having the opportunity to hear the gospel while that is happening. Because we put a deposit of trust in the Lord. And because we've made a deposit of trust, even when we're not drilling there's daily opportunities for ministry of helping kids and helping families and helping moms. The young lady who was our intern is now here in the States. She just got married and she'll be returning with her husband. And When we get back, we'll be assisting them and helping them in the slums of, of, uh, in Kenya there to, uh, to help needy families because we put a deposit of trust saying God we're trusting you that you're doing great things be praying with us about a way to start providing water filters because we know we can never reach everybody in Kenya if we drill from now to Jesus comes we'll never reach the whole nation with clean water so that means somebody's always going to be going to a riverbed to a, a dirty muddy pond or creek drawing dirty water but guess what we're coming in contact and we're trying to connect and, and we're going to be building on this when we get back is that we can supply them with a five-gallon can that when they pour five gallons of dirty, stinky water in there, when it comes out, it will be 99.9% pure of bacteria and carcinogens. Because in that uh, in that bucket, it has different things from charcoal and, and a silver thing. Whatever it is, I'm not scientific that it kills the bacteria. Can you imagine pouring a dirty bucket of water and then coming out clean enough to drink? So if we can't drill a well, I mean, we know we can still help them with a better life and share the gospel while helping through that. Because we put a deposit of trust. Would you stand with me? Um, Musicians or whatever, how you like. You gonna say something? Come on, Tammy. I knew she was gonna to have to say something. Oh, well, they're, they're recording. Right. I got you covered. <laughs> okay.
1: um, I just wanted—I wanted to share a testimony of something that God is doing that we for sure, it's already on. For sure oh, need. Well. Oh, yeah. We need your prayers about, about two years ago, in the airport, we met this couple Mm -hmm. in the airport, had no idea what that meeting was all about. We just met them in the airport. Um, Since being home this time, the lady found us on Facebook, and she contacted me. She said, can we do a live video chat with you guys? And I'm like, sure. Sure. And so we set up a time, and to make a long story short, this man is the vice president of okay. McCorm- McCormick McCormick, yeah. McCormick seasonings, uh-huh. spices. but he is from Kenya. He is a Kenyan. A Kenyan. But he lives he's in American the United. he's American, married to an American. Yeah. And his family lives in Kenya, and he wants to drill a well for his mother in Kenya. But not only that, United Nations has a $2.5 million grant that they are giving to Kenya for water projects. And he says, I want you guys to get some of that and be a part of that. That would be... That would be wild. That would be (laughs) amazing. And he said, what I want you to do is drill my mother's well. And after that, he's on some kind of board that is going to help make that decision who gets that money. So I believe that is God. I Mm -hmm. mean, just a casual meeting in an airport, but God. Mm -hmm. I mean, God is always up to something. So that, you're the first church we've even... First people we've told that. But I felt like I wanted you guys to be a part of that, to pray for us for that. So God is doing something we don't understand. We don't understand why we have to be in the airport a lot (laughs) or live out of our suitcases. But God knows what he's doing. And he puts people in your path. And um, just pray. That would just be, even if we just got some of that. Think of the wells that we could put down and the gospel that could go forth. Mm -hmm. These people were Bible-believing Christians. I mean, they prayed for us over the phone. They're like, can we pray for you? We believe God put you in our path. Mm -hmm. I didn't even remember them until she contacted me. Mm -hmm. So um, God is always up to something.
0: Amen. Yes, uh, this... uh you know, this couple, they're wanting to put the well in for their mother so that she can help her community. So this is not, I want it on my property just for my use. Because uh, we don't do private wells just so somebody can just do something on their land to grow their own crops. We only connect with those that we know 100% are going to use it to invest in their community with it. And so, that's just God. I can never tell you how all this works. I can't tell you. Looking back, how did we ever get to Kenya? How did we ever get a drilling rig? How did we ever connect with all the people we connected with? It's just God. Trust Him. Learning to trust Him more. Asking forgiveness when I didn't trust Him enough. How I many you know God sometimes, just by grace, He'll show up and say, I know you didn't trust me in this, but I did it anyhow so you can trust me more next time. I've been there so many times. I don't know everyone in this building today, but what I do know is that God loves you so much that He gave His only Son. If you would believe in Him, you'll have everlasting life. I don't understand it, but I believe it's true. And will you trust Him? And if you're here today and you've never trusted Jesus, and you need to give Him your heart and your soul today through salvation, will not you just right now just bow your head and say, Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. Your Word tells me that if I believe in my heart, if I will confess with my mouth that You died, that You rose again, You said I will be saved. It doesn't have to be difficult. It doesn't have to be hard. You just got to believe it. Whether you're watching this online, are you ready to turn your heart over to Jesus? Are you ready to trust Him? Because we can see the world doesn't have the answer. All of our intelligence, all of our scientific community, all the things that we put so much trust in, they failed us in many ways. But Jesus is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Will you trust him today? And maybe here you're here today and you're saying, you know, I just really need to. I've been just evaluating my own deposit of trust. I've recognized that there's some things I'm not really trusted in a hundred percent. And today I'm ready to do that. Just right where you are, just just lift your hands up and just surrender it to the Lord right now while we're in this building and while we're in a atmosphere worshiping recognition of how much we need Him. Just begin to surrender to Him. Say, Lord, whatever area of your life, whether it's been in your marriage, whether it's in your finances, whether it's with a job, whether it's with family, whatever it may be, it could be something physically that's going on in your life. It could be something with someone else that's going on. But would you just right now, that whatever it is, just begin to lift it up to the Lord. Say, Lord, I'm just going to give this to you right now. I'm going to give 100% trust. I'm not going to divide it with something that that can give me a way out because my way is only in you. I'm going to trust you right now. and Father, I just pray over every person here that's lifted their hand even maybe by by, the internet. Lord, I pray today that as we all have our hands lifted up that you will help us. Any area of our life that we've not trusted you in, we've become weak in, maybe fearful or afraid. We've been afraid of trusting you because we're afraid of what you might do that's not in agreement with what we want done. Forgive us. You said all things work together for the good for those who love you. For all those are the called according to your purpose. You said we know it. And that, that we know, Lord, we're going to trust you. Give us the strength, give us the courage, give us the faith. Show us in the assurances of your word and the promises of your name that these things will come to pass in your time and in your way according to your will. As we don't lean on our own understanding, but we trust in you. I just declare this today in the name of Jesus and the Father, I just bless Life Change Church, Pastor Jason, Pastor Joy, and the the membership here, the, the body of Christ here. And I ask You to bless them, to use them, help them to be a light, a continual light in this community, in this city, to show faith in the place of fear, to show love in the place of division, to be the light on the hill that cannot be hidden, Father, Lord, as they have blessed Tammy and I and the ministry of Water for Nations, Lord, may that blessing return to them, Lord God, a hundredfold in so many areas, Lord, as you see fit for the work of your kingdom. We love you today, Lord. We're thanking you today that we put our trust in you. And we know that you're guiding and leading our paths so that we can have peace and joy. And I give you all the glory and all the honor and all the praise. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. Thank you. We love you. Thank you so much for loving us and carrying with us the work of Water for Nations. God bless you today.